welcome my friends to worship for this June 7th of 2020. I'm the pastor here at this church, Reverend Nick Phillips, and welcome to worship for Carmen United Church. We're so glad that you've been able to join us from wherever you are. Let's just now take a moment to silence our hearts as we prepare to worship our God. Let us pray. Lord, we gather today ever aware of everything that is happening in the world around us. We see the news, we, we hear the stories, we, we feel the heartbreak. So as we worship today, let us not see this as a chance to escape, but as a time to hear from you as to how we can stand up and be part of the healing process this world desperately needs. May you speak to our hearts and bring healing to this land. We pray this in the powerful name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. In our scripture reading from today, we continue to look at Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, this time picking up in Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 through 6. Jesus says, Do not judge, for you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at, look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. 
First, take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give to the dog what is sacred. Do not throw pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you join me in prayer? Let us pray. Lord, today may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable to you, you who are our rock, our strength, and our redeemer. It's somewhat hard to believe what we're continuing to see in the news. There are still the protests. There are still the rallies. There are still police brutally attacking 
peaceful protesters. We saw a park in Washington, D.C., violently emptied so that the president could go for what ICE deemed to be an offensive photo opportunity where he stood in front of a church holding a Bible. All of this after he called himself the president of law and order and at the same time threatening to bring the military upon the own, his own citizens that he was voted to serve. Now I know I'm not American. I know he's not my president. But it is heartbreaking to watch the news in the United States right now. All because black people are not afforded simple basic human rights. They're not seen worthy as having basic human rights. And we're not immune in Canada. We're not as innocent as we think we like to be. There was this past week four prominent, rich white men, influential white men who told the press they do not believe Canada has a racism problem, let alone a systemic racism problem. They've clearly never picked up a history book or they've never talked to the people they claim have not experienced racism. Have they forgotten the 60s scoop? Have they forgotten about Africville? Have they forgotten about even the pipeline protests in British Columbia last year? Have they not read the reports of the disproportionate ratios of black and indigenous people in our court and prison systems? How can anyone not have seen this unless they have chosen to avoid it? We have a very long history of racism in Canada, going all the way back hundreds of years to when we first settled this land and how we treated the First Nations who were here long before us. And today, I still hear people speak racist terms towards our indigenous brothers and sisters. How in your ivory tower, how isolated do you have to be to have not heard any of these things? Now, Jesus speaks today about judging one another, about how we judge others will be the manner by which we are judged. Now, I know I am not an a perf- there, I'm no perfect example for anyone. I have my character flaws. I, I make mistakes. I say stupid things at times. But there's a difference between saying and doing something wrong verse, and, 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 and denying that it ever happened versus owning our mistakes and vowing to learn and change from them. Jesus goes on in our reading to say some powerful words, which I think should convict us, should convict us to seek to change how we interact in the world around us. He says, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank which is in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your own eye, then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Now, to me, there's no more greater sign of systemic ingrained racism than when I look at my own life. I know the gut reaction I have when I stereotype people I see on the street. I have no idea where these thoughts come from, but they're there. I hate that I have them, but I immediately know they're wrong and and do not act. So I'm not perfect by any means. You probably know the old rhyme, eeny, meeny, miny, moe, right? We sang this rhyme as a child. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe, catch a tiger by the toe. If he hollers, let him go. Out goes Y-O-U. Only thing is, tiger's not the original word, is it? 
it was changed at some point from a very racist term. Thing is, I knew the original word when I was a child. I have no idea where I picked it up from, but I knew it. But it was years before I understood what the meaning of that word meant. Somewhere along the line, though, I, I learned a, a rhyme that used a very racist term. It was taught to me somewhere, and it was taught to me as a game. This is an example of systemic racism. The teaching of racist ideologies to innocent people, to, to children. Now, there's no gene for racism. There's no virus for racism. Racism is learned. We are taught to be racist. It spreads through our culture. It spreads through our seemingly innocent reactions to what we see on our streets and in the news. Now, systemic racism is not as blatant as what we saw in the news from Moncton last week. There was a man who was screaming racist hatred and throwing things from his balcony as the, uh, as the, the, parade for the, as the rally for Black Life Matters passed by his apartment building. Now, it's pretty obvious that this man is wrong because it was so blatant. But systemic racism passes just under the surface in a more palatable way. And our response to the systemic racism tends to be something like, well, that's just Uncle Bob. He can't help it. He was raised that way. He's harmless. He's from a different time. But the problem is, if we let Uncle Bob continue to spew his racist, racist hatred, others learn that it is, it is acceptable. Other people, other children learn it is acceptable. I know I have white privilege. I know I'm a living comfortable and, and I live in no fear. So I pledge to do more than just be not racist. That is, I'm going to work to be anti-racist means I don't let things slide. If I see someone doing something, then it means I may need to call them out harshly. Things need to change, and they need to change today. I am dealing with the plank in my own eye. I repent of my sin. I, I seek God's forgiveness for, from people of color for even having these thoughts, thoughts I don't even want to have, thoughts I've never wanted to have because I've been taught them. They are systemic in our society. They're so ingrained in our culture, they, they, come up, they come up naturally without us even understanding or knowing. Things must change. But they cannot change unless we acknowledge our own role in the suffering. When I was at General Council in 2018, we heard a powerful message from a black colleague who expressed in detail the racism he has experienced in our church. Later on in the meeting, two white people got up to the microphone to make a motion. The motion was to ask forgiveness from the people of color in the United Church of Canada. That's all well and good, but there is a problem. The problem is we cannot ask for forgiveness until we acknowledge and repent from our sin, our role in the suffering. Then and only then can we seek forgiveness. We must deal with the plank in our own eye first and change. Change fundamentally how we think, how we act in this world, to realize our white privilege and use it to stand with those who are oppressed. Now, while I didn't make it to Sydney the other night for the rally that was happening there, I was heartened to see such a great, large crowd. 
and to see the pictures and the videos and to hear from Bev and the kids who could make it of what a powerful evening it was. It is my hope, my goal, that this is not just a one-time event that makes us feel good because we did something, but rather just a, a, a small part in a larger movement that brings healing to those who suffer in our communities, those who are oppressed, those who are put down because of the color or their background. Now, I want to talk with people of color. I want to talk to our indigenous communities to help see how I and maybe the wider church can be allies in their lives to help bring about change, something that will improve their lives, to bring safety and equality to those who live particularly here in Cape Breton. So if you have any contacts, I would love to have them and to have conversations with those. Have them call me or let, let me know. We are long, long overdue for change. And today is as good a time as any to start. Today we need to take a stand with our brothers and sisters in our communities and work for systemic change. Now we don't go in telling them what they need to do. We need to sit and listen to them as to what they need us to do. We need to check our privilege and be humble and be taught what to do. In the context of Jesus, he's telling us not to judge. And this is where we can withhold our judgment and simply submit to people who have the experience, experiences we will never have. And then we submit ourselves to prayer. We give it to Jesus who will lead us and guide us as we continue to humble ourselves and serve those who are in need. You know, there's only one race in the world, right? It's called the human race. We are all built with the exact same parts. We all have the same DNA. The building blocks that make me white are the ones that made George Floyd. They're the same building blocks that made Regis Kurczynski Paquette. We are all the same race. Jesus ends off his reading with a bit of a puzzling statement. He says, do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under your feet and turn and tear you to pieces. He's talking about sharing the good news. We need to share the good news with those who will hear it, but we must not profane it. Pigs are unclean in Jewish culture. Dogs are not exactly known as clean themselves. The Bible even talks about them returning to eat their own vomit for some nice imagery for you today. So be discerning about who you share the good news with. There's no need to get into huge arguments about it because you simply cannot win with some people no matter how right you know you are. But if people refuse to hear God's word, then that's their problem. Jesus tells us to simply move on. When we look at Jesus saying that, he was telling his, his disciples later on in his ministry that when he sends them out on their own in, in, in pairs, he tells them to go preach and heal, but only those who will receive them, who will receive what God offers. And for those who don't, shake the sand from your sandals and move on. God will deal with them in his own time. Racists, extreme racists, they're probably not going to change. We call them out, we argue with them, we plead with them to change. But they don't. All I can say is move on. Let God deal with them in his own time. God has an incredible love for all his creation, all his children. We are simply here to spread those lo this love 
to those who will hear it. And when we can remove the barriers that we carry in ourselves by listening, learning, growing, growing in character, growing in love, we are better equipped to help others. So let us grow in God's love. Let us work to make the world a better place for the whole of the human race. Let us pray. Father, we bring our hearts together today to give you thanks for the love in our lives. We give thanks for the beauty of spring that is blossoming around us. We give thanks for the warmth of the sun. We give thanks for the life-giving rain. But Lord, we also come in our time of prayer to lift our burdens up to you, the burdens of the world around us. Lord, we pray for the protests. We, we pray for the rallies. We pray for the much, these much-needed events that bring awareness to those who cannot see beyond their own privilege. We pray that these events be peaceful. We pray for the military and the police to protect them and, and stop beating them. Lord, it is absurd for us to even think we need to pray this, but we do. Lord, we pray that your peace come across this great earth in waves of love, waves of love that wash away the hatred, the racism, the pain people carry. And in the end, may there be peace and truth and reconciliation. Lord, we also pray for those we care about today. We pray for those we love who are, who are sick. We pray for those who are alone. We, we pray for those who simply miss the interaction of a smile from a friend in this time of isolation. Lord, we pray also that you'll cleanse the earth of all sickness and disease. We pray against cancer. We pray against COVID-19. We pray against domestic abuse. We, we pray against racism and hatred. We pray against famine and hunger. We pray for the healing of Jesus Christ to come to this land. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Lord, we turn all these prayers to you. In the name of the one who came to give us light, love, and life evermore, Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior of all the human race. And he is the one who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us, Lord, for our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Make me a channel of your peace Where there is hatred let me bring your love where there is injury your healing power and where there's doubt to faith in you make me a channel Yeah.
Thank you again for joining us today. If you would like to support the ministry of Carmen United Church here in Sydney Mines, you may do so by uh, e-transfer using the email address provided or through our website, carmenunited.ca. You may also wish to drop your envelopes off to the manse or to Joyce, or you may call us and we will come pick them up from you, whatever is best. We thank you so much for your ongoing support and we just wish God's blessing upon you as we continue to do the work of God in this world. The building, yes, it is closed, but the work of God continues. So God bless you as we all together continue in this work. As we prepare to move on with our day, whatever it is you have next coming up, I pray God's blessing upon you. May God, our Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with each and every one of us now and forever. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to Be Still and Know, a ministry of Carmen United Church in Sydney Mines. To learn more about our ministry, please visit our website, www.carmenunited.ca. May God bless you this day.